and welcome to another episode of Nextflix. Shauna's never been here when I do that intro, and she was. We normally not... record virtually. And then she, I moved. She was not prepared for oh, this. Oh, oh, oh! Hello, hello. Hi, how's it going? I can hear you. I like so when I, when I edit, I like to put like a moment of pause after the ad, and then I scream at people just because I'm hoping someone like gets in a car accident. I thought you were trying to grow followers. <laughs> and you act like this? I thought you wanted people to listen. My bad. I t- My bad. I've been listening to you when you didn't want me to. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's so all right. Sorry. The show's never really been for you, even though you've been in episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we should note that once again, I'm in an episode where Luke is not, which just further confirms my theory that he is scared of me. Or it doesn't exist. Have we considered Luke that? Luke is scared of me. L- I think Luke is afraid of what I bring to the table, that if all three of us sat down together, he would feel like the weakest link at the table, mm. which isn't a fair fear because you're here. But Luke is just scared of me. <laughs> well, nice way to subtly put both of us down. It was really impressive. I'm okay. nothing if not a younger sister. <laughs> so today, we are talking about my favorite book series of all time. Is this a general moment? You, you like to? Percy Jackson. Woo! I, Percy Jackson, it's my favorite like book universe of all time. The three different... That's fair. Yeah, the three different quintilogies. You know, yeah. I would agree with you. Right? Which is probably shocking to people who know me personally because I rank Percy Jackson higher than Harry Potter. There I said it. Oh! No one who knew me when I was 14 would believe that, but it is a fact. In all fairness, there's twice as many books. Yeah, I haven't read all those. <laughs> no, you've read, you've, <laughs> you've read the first series and the first four in the second series. No, I didn't read those. I read you them read to them you. You read them out loud to me when we still lived with each other. That's true. I read the first series six times over. Yeah. And then the first, like, subsequent series. Yeah. I read, like, two of them and you read the other two out loud. Yeah. And then you haven't read the last one and you haven't read Trials of Apollo. I read the one about the, um... You read House of Hades and Egyptians. Mark of Athena. I know that's King Chronicles, the same yeah. Yep. Well, it is in the same universe. I read the first couple of those. They have a crossover. I did know that. This, I did not read that. <clears throat> I only recently read it. It's it's fun. It's a short story, and I'm glad it was a short story, but it's still fun. Uh, short s- stories are the best stories. Right. Sadie and Annabeth working together? Hilarious. They just keep complaining about how dumb their guys are. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, Sadie was always my favorite character in <laughs> any of his books. She's so good. In the very beginning, this is not what we're talking about, but in the very beginning <laughs> of her first book, when the police are there, and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like math <laughs> my math homework that's the least believable thing she's ever said i love it um while we're while we're not talking about what we're supposed to be talking about i'm glad you brought sebastian stand up <laughs> we're gonna do a special episode of our other podcast seriously super all mm-hmm. about falcon and the winter soldier very soon once shauna finishes watching it it's probably not gonna happen well then i will do a special episode with our well, other be in the episode you will be there you just won't know what have happened at the last three episodes. And it, in that podcast, you have the benefit of Braden not doing the intro. Um, so <laughs> you can leave your volume full up. I do the outro, Headphones though. In. You do, I don't let you scream in that. That's fair. Because it hurts my ears. You, let, you make me like talk very calmly, I'm which a I don't like. Baby. <laughs> I'm a sensitive baby. I'm a sensitive baby. While we were talking about the book series before we go into the main topic, um, you haven't read Charles of Apollo? I that highly, is correct. I highly recommend listening to it on audiobook. Because the narrator just does, it really brings the character to life in a way that I don't think you okay. can appreciate with the book. So I'm in an offline, I'm going to need you to set me up an auto, audio book account. Will do. I, I'm so old school. <laughs> I barely know Instagram. That's fine. Like, I, I get on Amazon just to say, refill my shampoo, and that's the only thing I ever touch. Very fine. Okay, so today, 
We are, so you may be thinking, why are you talking about a book series on Netflix where you talk about movies? And that's because Percy Jackson is being turned into a Disney Plus series. Yay! I'm so excited. It's going to be better this time. It is. It's going to be better than the you movies, know, guys. And even if it's not great, it's going to be really hard to be worse than it was before. So. You know the worst part about the this original. This could be a new director's first ever experience, and it'd still be better. You know the worst part about the original movies is? They have most of oh, their cast. Just one worst. Most of their cast is really good, and the film just sucks around the them. The film just sucks. And the cast was really good, but they were not the age that they should have been yeah, that's in a big this problem. series, which is difficult because, like, one of the biggest things in the first book is how he has a crush on a girl and he doesn't know how to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. Not really believable for that to be an average 16, 17-year-old. <laughs> like, maybe there are 16, 17-year-olds like that. More believable as an 11, 12-year-old. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so this is going to be a Disney Plus series. It's going to be better. Uh, Rick Riordan, who wrote the books, is helping to write the series. Mm-hmm. He's actually got input, so hopefully that will change things. I'm no one hates the movies more than Rick Riordan does, by the way. That's true. Rick Riordan and his book turned <clears throat> to movies and uh, the Twilight cast yeah. in the movies they were in. Yeah. Same level. Oh, also, while we're talking about it, do you know, do you know the Kane Chronicles are going to be turned to a Netflix series? Yeah, that's the one I'm most excited for. for I, Rick- I don't know if it's a series. I'm very excited. I don't know if it's a series or just a movie. Or a couple movies. Of course, I was excited when 13 Reasons Why it first got announced Mm. that it was becoming a Netflix series, and we all saw where that went. Yeah, totally fair. You know, grain of salt, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I feel like it's going to be easier to make a series about Egyptian mythology than about what 13 Reasons Why is all about. Good thing. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so, since there is a Disney Plus series coming out, and we are so excited for it, we're going to... we're They've just started casting this week, so we decided we're going to throw our hats in the ring. Not that we're auditioning. I I'll- am auditioning. <laughs> I would like to play Apollo. I know. I'm not... I'm not your typical leading man, but I think I could give it a good shot. You should audition for adult Thalia. She won't be an adult in this. She was never an adult, actually. She stopped aged at 15. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I have a face for radio. Fair enough. Let's move on. But uh, we are going to do our cast list of who we would like to play the different gods. We're not going to do the kids yet. We're going to wait till closer to. Because Brayden doesn't know any child actors. I don't. I haven't watched any. I don't watch children. Yeah, no. I don't watch my own children. I don't know where That's my daughter is right That's now. That's not true. <laughs> You're going to get CPS called on you. Brayden no. is an excellent father. So we are going Most to be casting time. the 12 Olympian gods plus Hades and Hestia because they are major roles in the series. We should mention that Brayden has been preparing for this for a week and I did some Google searches that included the terms middle age actresses in America. An hour ago. Less than. Less than an hour <laughs> While ago. While we were eating dinner. So, so this is going to be, I will have lots of reasons why I think my things. And, and that Shauna. will be fun. <laughs> Fun and entertaining. It's the way I like to prepare for things. All right, so let's do this. Shauna, where do you want to start? At the top of your list. Good. Well, my number one, uh, my top of my list is Zeus. Who do you have to play Zeus, Shauna? Oh, let me pull it up, that screenshot. Also, can you uh, talk into the microphone, please? Am I not? No, you were looking straight down, <laughs> away from the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. Yelling into your phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, my screenshot for who I would like to have play Zeus, yep. yes, it's all screenshotted, <laughs> is, uh, let me just get to Jeff Goldblum. Right? Uh-huh. Right. Specifically, Arathor Ragnarok. <laughs> like, just that, the energy that he gives off as the Grandmaster is an energy that I feel is very easily translated to Zeus. Like, he says the same amount of just, do we swear on this podcast? No. He says the same amount of dumb things, <laughs> just 
more authority, which I think is like the Grand Master's like whole status quo. Jeff Goldblum does have one very good thing going for him, which is that he's Jeff Goldblum. He's Jeff Goldblum, he and was also in Glee. he was in Glee, and also uh, everything he says, he says with the absolute confidence of someone yeah. who knows that he controls the yeah. universe. And I think he honestly does. Um, I love this pick. Mm-hmm. I actually chose Jeff Goldblum for someone else, so we'll get I'm to not him surprised. soon. You probably chose him for who he was my second pick for. We'll see. Yeah. My Zeus is actually kind of similar to Jeff Goldblum. I have chosen J.K. Simmons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking, like... Tell me what role made you think of him. What? Whiplash. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Whiplash, but with the volume of Spider-Man. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's again. It's another guy who speaks with such perfect confidence, which is really what you need for Zeus. You need someone who has the confidence of someone who knows he's going to win the fight. You need someone who buys into their own baloney. Yes, that's what it is. Like, it's not that he is the like smartest, fastest, strongest. It's that he believes he is the <laughs> smartest, fastest, strongest, and no one has the energy to prove him wrong. It's and not that he can't be proven wrong. No one really has the energy to choose that battle. He also believes. You think he's the smartest, yes. best, and strong. He has graced you with his presence today. <laughs> exactly. And both, both You're people, welcome that he's here. Yeah. I like that neither of us really chose anyone too physically imposing. Because I think it's less the physicality and more the attitude yeah. you have to get right with Zeus. And honestly, let's be real. All these people we're casting today are, you know, quote unquote gods. Yeah. They're all, even if they don't look physically imposing, going to be very powerful, both physically and you know, mm-hmm. supernaturally. Yeah. So the quote unquote, like look of them doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, bodybuilders because they're going to have that supernatural. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, we should mention that while we are, we, we, we kind of paid attention to like the physicality described in the books. I did not. Shauna did not at all. I did not. Um, what's more important is getting the attitude right. So we, the, they don't have to look like they look like in the books because, of course, the gods can appear in whatever form they want. So so you will hear my name for a couple of roles. <laughs> I just... I am Zeus. Shauna I will play Zeus. I believe in my own baloney. All right. Next up, I've got Hera. Why don't you give us that one first? Okay. So my Hera is... Sorry. Was I in the mic? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> my Hera is uh, Lena Hetty. I don't know if you would know who that is. Do you know who that is? I believe I do, but tell me one of her roles just to confirm. Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know her from Game of Thrones, but I know who you're talking about. Right. It, and it's Fun just fact because... for anyone who cares, I've never watched, read, or cared to participate in Game of Thrones culture. I think I watched one episode and I was like, this is not for me. You've read the books, though. I've read most of the books. I don't I, even care that much. They're long books. I haven't finished I them. don't <clears> care. But Cersei Lannister is basically just Hera, so it's... Yeah. It feels like cheating, but it's perfect. That makes sense. She would be perfect for the role, and I would like to see her opposite J.K. Simmons. Yeah, that makes sense. So who's your, your who's your hero? Emily Blunt. You changed that. <laughs> I did. I did, because... I like it more. I like it more, right? She's Here's the thing. Emily Blunt, as an actress, has something that a lot of actresses strive for. A British accent. And that is being British. <laughs> you know, the accent, give or take, whatever. But there's just a an aura that she carries with her Mm -hmm. of like even in a role where she's supposed to be like meek and scared and shy you don't believe it yeah you don't believe it when she was in devil's where devil wears prada yeah she started out as like the you know angry bitter i'm gonna rock this world and you're not gonna stop me and she was supposed to end as like some sort of peon i did not buy that transition at all she controlled that movie i don't care if meryl streep was there you know i did buy her in a quiet place yeah 
And also her in uh, Day After Tomorrow. She's very good in that, too. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. I gotta rewatch that. That's shockingly fun. That's one of my favorite movies. Pro tip. Yeah. Don't watch it alone <laughs> during a hurricane when you live in Florida on an island. I realize I said Day After Tomorrow. That's not what I meant. I meant um, the Tom Cruise movie. Live, die, rip. It was my daughter in the background. Tessa's here. Uh, what's that Tom Cruise movie she's I don't in? know, but I'm thinking... Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, of tomorrow is good, too. That one's also good. Day she's... After Tomorrow, I highly recommend. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Childhood favorite, which scared our she's sister. She's not in Day After Tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> she's not. I remember that. <laughs> she's not. Okay, so next up, Poseidon. This might be the most important casting because, of course, he's Percy's dad. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, I would. For Poseidon, I chose Greg German, who those of you... That Watcher Grey's Anatomy will know as Dr. Tom Karasik. Oh! Right? And here's oh. here's the appeal. is we all know all the Greek gods are kind of sort of somehow related. Apparently, like, apparently it doesn't matter in that universe. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Whatever. But the big three, mm -hmm. Hades, Poseidon, Zeus. Yeah. It's very well known and very stated in the Percy Jackson series, that they are brothers. Yeah. I believe that Greg German and my pick for Zeus... Jeff Goldblum. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say Goldblurg, and I was like, Goldberg. no, no, that's not it. Um, not Bloomberg. Jeff Goldblum. Bloomberg. I believe that they look similar enough to be, like, believe that they're brothers, but mm -hmm. not like you're having two actors play two roles. I'm That's sorry, fair. one actor played two separate roles. Um, I, I'm glad that you pointed that out, because I would like to say that my uh, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades do not look anything alike. They're not even the same races. That's fine. So You know what? As we said, they're, they're great gods. Yeah. They can take any appearance they want. My Poseidon... You actually, and I don't look anything alike. That's fair. We don't. We're full we siblings. Don't like, probably. Maybe. My <laughs> Milkman was around a lot in 95, is all I'm saying. Sorry, Dad. My Poseidon... Actually, he's also sorry, Dad. <laughs> That's sorry, Mom. Mom doesn't listen to our show. Dad does. That's fair. My Poseidon uh, is also someone from Grey's Anatomy. Cress mm -hmm. Williams, who played Dr. Bailey's first husband. Oh, yep. Mr. Tucker himself. Yep. Currently in Black Lightning and uh, has previously been in Heart of Dixie. He's just got this... You know, with Poseidon, you need a kind of... Good old boy. Good old boy. It's sort a of a boy. fun energy, but also that has a, a reign of power behind it. Yeah. Because the like, ocean is supposed to be like, it's fun to swim, what, but also the ocean can destroy you. Yeah, he's what they wanted Clark Kent to be. Like, yes. He's a little boy, but he has like a subtle power. Maybe Tom Welling should play beside him. <laughs> uh, no, I said should be, not is. But yeah, Cress Williams, um, he's very good in Black Lightning, by the way. I highly recommend that show. Yeah. Um, so next up is Demeter. Would you like me to go first? Yes, please. My Demeter is played by Octavia Spencer. How funny. Who did you pick for Demeter? Not Octavia Spencer, but okay. I did pull her for a different uh, oh. god and switched them last minute. Okay. My Demeter, yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I could see that. The queen herself. Yeah. You know, Demeter is... She was a very difficult one to pick. Demeter is a helicopter mother. Yeah. Uh, but like four helicopters. <laughs> from four different directions. <laughs> North, With south, missiles. east, and west. Demeter has three in each corner. And so now it's 12. You know, but at the same time, yeah. she's like flower queen. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you know, like we were kind of talking about for Poseidon, a subtle type of power. 
But she's the stereotypical mama bear. Yeah. Like, soft and fuzzy until you even look at her bear cub wrong. And then, like, you're going to wish you had never woken up today. And I feel like Jennifer Aniston, especially as she's, you know, aged out of, like, the teen and young adult rom-com type stuff she was doing. As she's gotten into more, like, full-on adult, not young adult. Mm -hmm. That's the energy she brings to roles. I like it. Um, And the the other thing about Demeter is she's someone who... She has this overbearing attitude because she's been hurt. Yeah. Like, that's that's why she's yeah. like that. And, I've, yeah, Jennifer Aniston did it well, and I think Octavia Spencer could do that very well. Yeah. I, I also just wanted to see Octavia Spencer and more stuff. Okay, yes. Honestly, give her every role. Okay. Every role. Every role. Like she All could, of them. You know, we were looking for a new Captain America for a while. <laughs> Octavia Spencer Octavia Captain Spencer America. is here and ready. I'm down for it. She's in uh, that Netflix show. Which one? My... About how they steal money. Bad girls? Good girls? Oh, good girls, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Aries. This was my favorite one to cast, by the way. And I would. It was? Yeah. Huh. Um, I think this guy would actually play Aries. Okay. Can I give you mine first? Yes, because you're going to hate mine. Dave Batista. Drax okay. from Guardians that's of the Galaxy. A, that's probably equal level of mine, honestly, so you don't get to hate. Did you pick Sebastian Stan? I did not. Okay, who'd you for pick? For this one. <laughs> I picked. Follow me for a minute. Okay. Chris Evans, specifically when he has the mustache. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, has to have specifically. Like from Knives Out? No, that wasn't the mustache. That was the sweater. Oh, that's The mustache right. from that. He was in some sort of like 70s detective, whatever. Specifically. That's Knives Out. No, it's not. I watched <laughs> Knives Out. Chris Evans with just the mustache. Aries. He looks ripper and ready to fight. <laughs> He does. Um, I okay. have pictures. Okay, I would like to see pictures. Wow, right? That's terrible. Isn't that Aries? I you put on the dark sunglasses and a, and a and like a this fatigues. one right. Here, this one right here. Is he wearing Even a cop one. uniform? Yeah, because the movie's from some sort of like seventies detective thing. All right, I'm down for it. I still like Dave Bautista better. Well, of course you did. That's your pick. Yeah. Um, but also just specifically be- the mustache era. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> not Captain America. Not like Johnny Storm. Like specifically the mustache. Okay, uh, Hephaestus. You go first this time. No, I just went first. No, no I, I just did. did. I chose Dave Batiste. Okay, um, you're not going to like it. Okay. Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I knew it. Follow I me. I knew you were going to do it. Follow me. Hephaestus is a person who, blue collar, works mm-hmm. with his hands, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily the most, like, social butterfly Yeah. Which I think pretty accurately describes Every role Sebastian Stan has ever played. That's very fair. And, like, he kind of has the, like, moody, broody, I've been done wrong. Mm-hmm. And again. He got thrown off a mountain. You know. It's pretty wrong. Things him and Sebastian Stan have in common. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not the mountain. Things they have in common. Moody, been to Romania. Been thrown off a mountain. Is a god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it. <laughs> um, I just want to point it out that I've been this obsessed with Sebastian Stan since he was in Once Upon a Time, and now that he's Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, I feel like everyone's obsessed with him, and I kind of hate being that person, but like the fact that I liked him first. The fact that it's trending makes me hate it. That's fair. That's fair. Also, I felt like Josh con- Hutchinson during Hunger Games. Are you concerned about the fact that Hephaestus is supposed to be unattractive? I'm not. And okay. you know why? Because... They could fix that. Prosthetics, man. Like, it's the 21st century. <laughs> He's got a fake arm in Falcon they, and the Winter I'm, Soldier. I watched someone Photoshop a picture of me where my eyes were straight, so I believe in anything. All right, great. Um, my Hephaestus, I chose um, Alfred Mo- Molini, Molina, mm-hmm. Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. 
Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Again, it's kind of cheating because, like, his character in Spider-Man 2 is kind of just to but Festus anyway. did you anywhere. choose him from Doc Ock or from who he is now? Who he like, is, is now. Like, is there a certain age we need to be thinking of him at? No, I think now is fine. He hasn't, honestly, hasn't aged that much since Doc Ock, although it's been 17 years. Only like 30 years. Not that long. <laughs> It's been 80 years, it's and like I still... like a decade. I think there was a war since then. <laughs> or four of them. But no, yeah, I think anyway. he could do the role really great. Also, uh, he's in Ralph Breaks the Internet, the Wreck-It Ralph Wreck-It sequel, Ralph! Which my daughter loves. I've never watched any of them. Oh, don't tell Tessa. She'll make you watch them. Okay, next up, uh, Apollo. You go first this time. My Apollo, this is the only one who I am... I thought you just were going to choose Sebastian Stan again. <laughs> no, I just realized I didn't delete the picture. This is the only one that I am 100% certain this is the best choice for the role. Sam Clayton. It's funny you say him. Is that who you picked? Because that is who I picked. <laughs> yes! I mean, just... But also, it's Claffin. Is it Claffin? Yeah. It makes sense. It's He's... a short A. That makes sense. But anyway. But um... it's just... what His introduction as Finnick O'Dare in The Hunger Games, as soon as he comes on screen, it's like, oh, that's Apollo. And... He's versatile. Like, he yeah. also played that character in Me Before You. Yep. And I believed his pain. I believed his struggle and his emotion. And when he played Finnick O'Dare, he was flirty and, like, man's man. Mm-hmm. And I believed all of that. And he's got the he's got the bright hair. He's... And I think Apollo is that. Apollo yeah. is, you know, very diverse in his range of character. So Sam Claffin just fits. I think the one question is, can he sing? Autotune can make anyone sing. Fair enough. <laughs> I can sing with Autotune. Okay, next up is Hermes. Who's your Hermes? Um, Remy Malek. Malik. 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 Thank you. That's such a I've good choice. I've only ever read his name. I've never heard it said out loud. That's a really good choice. Thank I you. like that. Thank you. Um, he just looks like... It always makes me want to change my choice. You know, like, Hermes is known for being, like, a designer purse. And yeah. he just looks high class. Yeah. I, what get, I, get it. <laughs> I do get it. What I, li- what I like about Hermes in the Percy Jackson series is he's treated basically like a mailman. Yeah. And that's how they look. And I could see Rami Malek as a They're mailman. They're just like, hey, can you go tell? And he's like, I'm a literal god. Like, literally, <laughs> I'm on the same level as you. I can do any of this. Literally, Apollo, can you just, like, leave me alone for five minutes here? You could go tell them. Like, You can do this, too. Anyway. Um, so my Hermes is Michael Sheen. Not not Charlie Sheen. No, Michael Sheen. Do you know who that is? Excuse me? What did you... The way you reacted makes me think like you thought the wrong Sheen. Brayden and I were taking it outside. The way you reacted... I know who Michael Sheen is. Okay. I still disagree with you. Okay. But give me your dumb reasons anyway. It's from his role in Good Omens. He's got the right kind of nervous energy that I think is perfect for Hermes. And yes, I think Hermes has a bit of a nervous energy. I have nervous energy. Yeah. You could be Hermes. That's all I want in life. Please don't play with my headphones because they're going to connect to our computer and ruin our recording. I'm not doing anything. I'm just holding the thing. Okay. But no, I, I choose Michael Sheen. I'm sorry. Did I choose the wrong name, by the way? Because they're like the Sheens that are related and the Sheen that's not related that was in Good Omens and Twilight. And that's the one I want. No, the Sheens are related are Charlie and Martin. Okay. You chose... Michael. The one that was the in one Twilight. that's not related. Yes. I just think you made a dumb choice. Okay. I'm happy that this is the only one thus far you've actively disagreed with me on. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit all of my choices. Well, I don't love them, but like... Can I tell you, you know, who I almost picked for Zeus, by the way? Agent Wisdom. What? Because th- I think you would hate the one I almost picked for Zeus. Please tell me. 
Um, I almost picked Mark Harmon, a.k.a. Gibbs, for NCIS. Yeah, I definitely would have hated that. That's why I changed it, but... I would have hated that a lot. I came very close to picking him. Well, I'm glad you saw the error of your ways. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Dionysus. <laughs> Who's your Dionysus? So, <laughs> you told me I couldn't pick Johnny Depp. Is it Sebastian Stan again? So I, p- <laughs> <laughs> I picked British Johnny Depp, who is Gary Oldman. <laughs> Oh, I could see that actually. Uh-huh, right? No, I like that. Right? Yeah. It's right? like it's just like him from Sixth Sense. It's perfect. Yeah. So Sixth Sense? also yeah. British Johnny Depp. No, it's Sixth Sense, Fifth Element. He was in the Fifth Element. Whatever. One, one two, of those three, number four. Fantastic movies. Four, like Elmo's one, two, three. Seven. They all interchange. <laughs> I I also don't know how to feel about you saying that Gary Oldman is British Johnny Depp. Like <laughs> No, they just like I don't they, think it's wrong. I don't think I just don't like it. I think they're they're different people. They're both I mean, obviously they're different people. Um he deserves to be known by his own name. But mm-hmm. also the persona they give off. Gary Oldman was in Harry Potter. I am a you think I'm not aware of that? <laughs> he played Sirius Black. And you called him the British Johnny Depp. He played Sirius Black. Fact about Harry Potter, I don't know at this day and age, really. <clears throat> also, uh, shout out to the best person who ever played James Gordon in a Batman movie. Oh, yeah, it's Gary Oldman. You're right. Uh, so my Dionysus. Uh, this was the one I almost chose J.K. Simmons for for making him my Zeus. But uh, and I've actually, as we have talked, changed my changed my choice again, Good. and I don't know this guy's name. It's the guy who directed some Thor of Ragnarok. Us, of, oh! What is that guy's you name? You mean... Taki... What, yeah. What, what, Takai Watai. Watai! Thank yeah. you. Uh, he Taki. is my Dionysus. Takai. Because who else are you going to play a drunk mad god? Gary Oldman. I mean... Johnny you, Gap, but you told me I was not to pick him. I didn't say you couldn't... Well, you I did said, say you couldn't if you pick, pick Johnny, Johnny Gap, I will stand up and walk out and leave you alone with my child. But yeah, Takai Watai, I think he'd make a perfect Dionysus. If mainly because He's in my screenshots and I don't remember who for, so as we move through this list, I'll tell you who I chose him for. Well, there's only one other guy left, so I assume that's who you chose it for. Hades. Yeah, I did choose him for Hades. He'd also be a very He'd good Hades. He'd be a very good Hades. He'd be the fun Hades that we mm-hmm. see in like the animated Hercules movie, <laughs> yeah. where he's like, obviously he's a bad guy. Obviously he's got bad intentions. But also, like he's funny as heck, and he's everybody's favorite character. You're wearing his merchandise! Um, my Hades, I chose um, Riz Ahmed. Okay. The bad guy from Venom. Yeah. It would be arguably less like... Venom is the bad guy from Venom. Well, okay. <laughs> the other bad guy yeah, from Venom. Yeah. The business guy. I got you. Um, and I, it's, I can't explain it, but he's just got that right kind of dark energy. He's got the right energy to be like, he seems like a bad guy. But the more you learn about him, the more you're like, oh, you're kind of the least bad in your group, actually. Also, the new Captain America. I don't know his Anthony name. Anthony Mackie? No. The other one. Oh, the, the one John Walker. Not, John Walker. Oh, I don't know his name either. I don't, I don't know care. His name. I don't know his name. He does but a great he job, He gives off that energy as he well. He does. Yeah, and just like, side note, <laughs> everyone stop hating on him. Yeah, like, he, he's people, an actor playing a role. People on the internet are hating him and sending him, like, death notes because he played a good bad guy. Like, that's what you want an actor to do. Just stop it. Is he the best villain in the MCU now? We ranked our well, villains earlier. We'll have to come back to that okay. episode. Because no, but maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did a great job. So now we're on to the, the rest of the women. And the first up is... Did you leave them for last for a reason? Uh, just uh, when uh-huh. I wrote them down. Yeah. I w- the order that you remembered them? Yes. Do you think a woman lasts? No. Just you know, four of them. Okay, can I explain why I did this? 
It is because in my head I have the image of how the cabins are laid out at Camp Half-Blood in one of the pictures. And they're laid out, all the guys on one side, with Zeus, Hera, Poseidon, and Demeter at the very front. And then all the women on the other side. And that's kind of how I saw it. Shauna fell asleep <laughs> while I was trying to explain why just... her accusing me of being sexist is not okay. Oh, it wasn't an accusation. It was a prepping question. Athena! I'm going to choose my Athena first. I I really hope I'm saying her name right. Lapita Nyongo? Nyongo? I'm just as white as you are. There's no <laughs> way I'm saying that. Like, we love her. Yeah. We want her to be in everything. Yes. But also, I've only ever read her names. I don't watch TV unless it's pre-recorded and I can fast forward through the dumb <laughs> ads. So there's no universe where I know that. Yeah. But Lapita, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? We love you. She would Just be a great Athena. Apparently not enough to learn your name. Listen, I didn't have time to Google her name. <laughs> I got home two hours ago. I'm recording now. So who's your uh, Athena? Alexis Bloodell. 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 That's the only way I know how to say it. From uh, Gilmore Girls fame, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. A lot of, you know, coming of age movies in the early 2000s. And Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to add that. Other than my wife is actively watching she Handmaid's Tale. in that. I did watch a lot of it. Jess mm-hmm. and I have to compare notes. Um, but I think she'd be a good Athena. You know, Athena kind of has, like, the unapproachable but not because she's mean because she just doesn't i call it too much expert syndrome yeah i also accuse of our sister-in-law and little brother of having it <laughs> yeah too, too much expert syndrome where you're like hey answer yeah no i knew that but why do you think i'm dumb enough to not know that that's right but also it makes them seem like they're a little standoffish when really they just like don't know how to have a conversation with a regular brained person she's just kind of a nerd but like a really powerful yeah. nerd yeah but yeah. also she's like good at She's also good at fighting and strategy and oh, yeah. war. And I feel like, you know, Alexis Bledel very mm-hmm. easily can play a character that's a little more, not double-sided, but double-sided. Yeah. I could see that. I, I like that choice. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Aphrodite. This is a hard one to choose. This and is also you, the you, one that I forgot every time we made this list. You don't have an Aphrodite right now? Every time. No, I have a person. Okay. Just every time we made this list, yeah. I was like, oh, shoot, who's that last? Who's that last? Yeah. The pretty one, you know? The one about pretty. Aphrodite is a very hard one to choose, and you actually wanted to talk about that, you said. I did, because yeah, you ahead. said a sentence. Um, which is not on you. This is not me accusing you. Brayden said a sentence about choosing an actress to play Aphrodite is hard because you are kind of defining what is beautiful right when because you when you choose Af- someone to portray that you right. kind of, you're making a Aphrodite definition. is known for being our first thought of her is the goddess of beauty however she is more than that yes she is the goddess of love mm-hmm. which is something that in the in the books that we read not the main five but the ones after that include Piper and Jason mm-hmm. and whatnot when Piper is claimed by Aphrodite it's a big moment mm-hmm. it's no one believes her no one takes it seriously because Piper is not you're conventionally attractive young lady. She is, you know, what I think a lot of people describe as a tomboy. But more than that, she just doesn't care. Like, it's not like she actively doesn't want to be girly. She doesn't care either yeah. way. She'll cut her own hair, but she'll also wear earrings. There's no there's no line or limit. She's not propelled to or away from things because of what gender they are determined to be for. Well, I think it's, I think it's less that she doesn't care more that she... 
she really doesn't want to care. She doesn't want to care. And, you know, like, her story builds because her father is a famous person and mm-hmm. he's always cared and she didn't really, the limelight and whatnot, on and on. But that moment, there's a scene in that book where Aphrodite presents herself to their group when they're out on the quest. Mm-hmm. And she does not look like what anyone would assume Aphrodite to look like. She's a little bit, you know, frumpy, honestly. She's unkempt and not made up and not dressed to the nines. And she makes the point herself. And, of course, obviously, this is all literature. This is all, you know, the writing that has come from one person's imagination. One man, but, we should specify, yeah, too. One man's imagination. <laughs> but she makes a point, this character of Aphrodite makes a point in the book about how so many people get caught up in the beauty aspect they forget about all the other things she is Mm -hmm. and that reading that as you know a young girl i think i was 15 when that book came out was life-changing and that's something that i just want to say before we say our characters and our actors that we've chosen for this character aphrodite we think of her as the goddess of beauty but that's not that's not the hill to die on with this pick and this character. She is better off to be known for the goddess of love. She is the one who pulls the strings about having a crush or a relationship or, you know, long-term relationship. Like, you know, you think of, oh, I'm in love, and you think of the butterflies and the dog eyes and the, oh, we've been together for six months, and puppy dog eyes. Oh, there we go. Like, Puppy eyes. Dog eyes. The dog eyes. You know, the, like, cute, we've been together six months, we're going on picnics and holding hands in the park, and each other's face. family. The honeymoon phase. Yeah. But that's, that's, Aphrodite is also the goddess of, we've been together 30 years, and I honestly don't want to share a bed with him anymore, but we're still together, and we still love each other. Like. Aphrodite is also the god of, microwave your own dinner. Yes, Aphrodite is also <laughs> the god of, like, oh, I reheated your coffee because it got cold. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm going to go mow the lawn for you because I know your back hurts. You know, like, she's better off to be known as the goddess of love. And I think when we think about these Greek characters and these Greek gods, we get caught up in the beauty aspect. Yeah. And that's not fair. And I would argue that that is the only Greek god and Olympian that we get caught up in that for. Almost everyone else, you know, Poseidon and Hades are both described as being attractive men mm-hmm. obviously how they were able to cheat on their wives so many times <laughs> and um Hephaestus is known as being i'm not saying that right Hephaestus. Hephaestus is honestly described, i don't even know if i'm right Hephaestus. that's just how i've heard Hephaestus. other people say Hephaestus. it Habakkuk is known as being Harry. i'm sorry harry <laughs> i'm sorry for the sacrilege um is described as being very muscular and very built despite the scarring from the fire but i think all of those descriptions we don't really care about Mm -hmm. when we're thinking about these characters or watching movies about them the one that we get caught on is Aphrodite Mm -hmm. so with that in mind I went out of my way to choose Sebastian Stan (laughs) (laughs) not out of my way but I purposely when I was thinking about actresses to choose thought more about who do I think could play you know a Cupid sort of character like pulling the strings for two people to meet and fall in love more than I thought about the beauty aspect because I mean, honestly, it's Hollywood. Anyone can be made beautiful. Anyone yeah. can be made ugly. Like, yeah. who cares? And our definition of beauty. Chris Pratt is a hunk now. 
I mean. Yeah. <laughs> who would have saw that? Like, the amount of people who are obsessed over, over, um, the British boy from, uh, Little Women. Oh. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Timothy, the boys who looked like Timothy Chalamet when I made it, went to high school, never had a date. And now the amount of young women who are obsessed over him. I mean, Betty the Cumberbatch is like. Betty the Cumberbatch is, it looks like he has a frog face. <laughs> like. He's a great actor. So, like, I also almost chose him for Hades, by the way. The de- that would not be a bad choice. Yeah. The definition of what is and isn't attractive and beautiful changes at the whim of whatever makeup company is trying to sell us whatever product. <coughs> so, that being said, I chose, and I'm not going to say this right, because, again, I never watch <laughs> anything. T- Tarahi Henson. Taraji. Taraji Henson, thank you, from Hidden Figures. Yep. She's a she's fantastic. She's I, fantastic, and she's the type of person who you can totally see playing a a mastermind. Yeah, a Cupid character. Mm-hmm. I like I like her as Taraji as a as Taraji P. Henson. I like her as just herself. Mm-hmm. No, I like her as Aphrodite. I do I, enjoy her as herself. I think you're very right about this. You know, love is more than just the beauty aspect of it. Yeah. Um, my Aphrodite. I went for someone who might be a little more traditionally attractive, but also I think. Especially after Pirates of the Caribbean. I went with Kira Knightley. I love that choice. <laughs> I love that. Because, yeah. again, she plays a mastermind. She does. Every role she is in, she is someone who is very easily able to not manipulate, but, you know, pull the strings and convince people. Which also, brings us she's, to our last two. One more thing about Aphrodite. I think both Keira Knightley and Taraji P. Hansen are kind of people you could see in like fancy dresses or in casual wear and look very nice in both. They're very versatile. Yep. Yes. So that brings us down to our last two. Uh, we'll start with, I think, is this your favorite goddess, Artemis? You know, <laughs> there was a point in time where I would say yes to yeah. that. Artemis has a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she is currently my favorite. That's fair. I feel like Artemis is one of the ones that most women, there's a time I'll in their life. I'll be careful here. Most women, there's a time oh, in their life careful. where they would have said Artemis is their favorite. And some people, that doesn't change. Let me. And some people, it does. This is not the soapbox I planned on standing on. Artemis. Can I back up a little bit? Is because... every. You're not wrong. Okay. Artemis is every young girl's favorite. Yeah. When that young girl, young woman, teenage girl, however old you are. At the time when you open your eyes to what we would conventionally call the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Whatever that moment is where you open your eyes and you're like, why did I choose to hate pink? Is the same moment that you're like, I freaking love Artemis. And I will be <laughs> Artemis when I grow up. And I will buy combat boots and ripped jeans and black eyeliner. Like, there are three years where that's all I wore. Were combat I boots and black eyeliner. I think I accused you of dressing like Thalia Grace that entire time. You did. And every time I just drew the eyeliner on thicker. <laughs> Whatever that moment is, whether you're 9 or 16, where you wake up and you're like, why did I choose to make fun of that girl for caring about things that I call girly? You love Artemis. Mm-hmm. And some of it, sometimes it fades. You love a lot a little bit. But man, Artemis has a place. <laughs> I also really loved archery as a kid, which kind of didn't help my that's, case at all. That's also I won a top award in the county for archery. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yes. You did. I brag about that on the dating apps. I haven't shot a bow in like it's got to be almost 20 years. Can't relate. So, who'd you pick for Artemis? I picked, once again, I have a difficult name, and so I apologize for not learning how to say the difficult names. 
I am aware of my own shortcomings. Letitia, right? Letitia. 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 That makes a sh. There's, the dyslexia is coming out strong today. <laughs> Letitia Wright. Sherry from Black Panther? Sherry from Black Panther. I love it so much. I, that is better than my choice, I will say that. 100% better than my choice. Who is your choice? I chose Natalie Dormer. You're wrong. I know. Now I, now it should be Letitia Wright. Yeah, Letitia Wright. Yep, 100%. I, I would like to just go ahead and double Agree up on your me? Letitia yeah. Wright choice. Thank you. And that brings us to our final. Uh, yeah, final pick one. Pick of the night. This was the hardest one for me. I only casted this, I think. Was it? Yeah. This was the first one I knew. It's funny how that can happen, right? This was the first one I knew. And I'm glad we left her for last. This is uh, Hestia, goddess of the hearth. Yep. Who we only meet in the very last book. Yes. And it has such a relatively minor role for someone who's such honestly so important. Such a story in that role, though. Oh, yeah. And the thing about Hestia is that Hestia is a case study Mm -hmm. in that you can be meek without being weak yes you can be humble without being unsuccessful Mm -hmm. or unpowerful and i chose zendaya i love it i think zendaya gives off that energy Mm -hmm. she's not necessarily the most in your face but if you pick a fight you will lose the fight i like it uh yeah you know what i love about hestia I, I love the how we meet her, mm-hmm. and we find out that she's just been friends with Nico for a while. Yeah, she's just been chilling with this kid. Well, because she's also, like, she's the one that In any other scenario, would be weird. Yeah, she's the one that's there for the Forgotten Ones. Yes. And that's... Again. Zendaya. I love Hestia. <laughs> Hestia is my favorite. Hestia's a great character. Um, I wish we get to see... We got to see more of her in the book series. Um, my, my person I chose for Hestia... Uh, Julia Stiles. It's a good choice. Yeah. Someone who... It's a very good choice. I feel like has... Julia Stiles seems very comfortable. Julia Stiles is who you would choose to play the adopted mother. Yeah. In any movie TV show. Mm -hmm. And that's what Hesia is. Hesia is the cool auntie adopted mom who always has a spare bedroom for you. Mm -hmm. A spare bedroom and a warm cup of tea to talk over. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our choices for the 12 Olympians plus Hades and Hestia. If you're still listening after 45 minutes of this, congratulations. Um, Braden will mail you a golden (laughs) ticket. Just comment below with your address and what currency you would like that in American, you know, or if you're another nationality, whatever your currency is. So Braden can figure out the traveler's. Yeah, we're going to have to find out this Braden guy. Anyway, my name's Peter. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Nextflix. Um, if you like this conversation about Percy Jackson... How? You- <laughs> <laughs> Why? You can jump over to our other podcast, Seriously Super, where... Shawnee, you want to tell what we're doing there? In Seriously Super, we talk seriously about super nerdy things in every single episode. And this coming episode is actually the... Or maybe it's the Having Come episode, depending on when you're listening to this Having Came. Uh is the first episode ever where we talk about anything super nerdy that is not superheroes related. Mm-hmm. We are talking about Percy Jackson more, but in a different way where we um, kind of choose for ourselves and for each other who, if you were a demigod, who your Greek god parent would have been. So join us uh, to hear us rationalize how we think we're cooler than we are and um I don't know if you think you know who your Greek godparent would be. Let us know because I think that'd be fun to know about people. 
Yeah. Who's and, your Greek god sibling? And if you have any cool casting ideas for the Greek gods, please feel free to let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at podnext, P-O-D-N-X-T, because uh, Netflix pod was taken. I don't know by who. I've got to hunt them down. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded threatening. If you're listening to this and you have that Twitter. Anyway. Just reach out to me, bud. <laughs> I just want it. Please. Nothing's going to happen. We just want to talk. Just meet us <laughs> just in the back talk. alley. We, we just, just want to talk. talk. Just talk. Don't worry about the baseball bat. I just came from practice. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Netflix. We will see you over on Seriously Super. Bye.